In our family series today, we are looking at the tragedy of a divided family. The impact of a divided family upon the lives of the children and upon the future generation, the future descendant of that family. What is the impact of a divided family upon the lives of the children? And we are studying a set of twins, Jacob and Esau. Welcome as we study these two children together. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Genesis, chapter 25. The book of Genesis, chapter 25, from verse 19. This is the account of Abraham's son, Isaac. Abraham became the father of Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Pethuel the Aramean, from Pandan Aram and sister of Laban the Aramean. Verse 21. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was barren. The Lord answered his prayer, and his wife Rebekah became pregnant. Verse 22. The babies jostled each other within her, and she said, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. We have a wonderful beginning for Jacob and Esau here. Praying parents. A praying Isaac and a praying Rebekah. When the wife of Isaac was barren, Isaac did not start accusing the wife, insulting the wife, calling the wife all sorts of names. Isaac turned to the Lord and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered him. And the wife became pregnant. But when the wife became pregnant, there was a problem. The Bible said the children were just telling one another right inside the womb. They were pushing one another. Jacob will push Esau. Esau will push Jacob right inside the womb. They were fighting. And as they were fighting, there was a woman who was suffering because of these tiny children that were in the womb and they were fighting. Right from the womb, they were fighting one another. And what did Rebecca do? The Bible says, Rebecca went to inquire of the Lord. A prayer mother, a prayer father, what a wonderful beginning. The Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb, and two people from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. A Rebecca who could inquire and hear the voice of God very clearly. An Isaac who could pray, and a barren woman will have a child. What a wonderful beginning. But there was a problem. Rebecca will hear from God and then keep it to herself. She prayed, God clearly, what was happening in her womb, two nations. Not many parents know that when a woman is having a child, it's not just that tiny child. A nation in the womb of a woman. A child that will rise to bless a whole nation. A child that will be mightily used by God. As we saw right from the beginning, children are a special gift from God. They are not just things that can be thrown away, can be aborted. 
When we want, we keep them. When we want, we throw them out of the woman's womb. There are nations that ride from the womb. They understand. So God told Rebecca, there are two nations in your home. There are two people within you. And one of them will be stronger than the other. And the one that will serve the older one, that was Esa, will serve the younger. Verse 24, when the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb. She was carrying twins in her womb. Verse 25, the first to come out was red, and his whole body was like hairy garment, so they named him Esa. Esa meaning red. Verse 26, after, after this, his brother came out with his hand grasping Esau's heel, so he was named Jacob. They were fighting right in the womb. Even at the time of delivery, each person was forcing his way out. And because Esau came out first, Jacob was holding the, 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 the leg. A child telling the brother, you will not go out. Fighting right from birth. And there are many families that are like that. Children are always fighting one another. Fighting one another. Fighting one another. Fighting one another. And when this child was born, Jacob, the parent named him Jacob. And Jacob actually means a deceiver. Verse 27. The boys grew up. Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the open country. While Jacob was a quiet man, stay among the tents. A set of twins, but each of them totally different, totally different. And that's the problem with many parents. They want all the children to behave the same without knowing that each child is totally different. <clears throat> Verse 28. Isaac, who loved a taste of wild game, loved Esau. But Rebecca loved Jacob. So we have a family here. We're right in the womb. Two children were fighting one another, fighting one another. Then we have a set of praying parents that are making the worst error that should be made upon the life of children. Isaac loved food. He loved his game. He loved his meat. And because Esau was always going and bringing it, he loved Esau more than Jacob. Then, because Rebecca likely needed company, she loved Jacob. A family where the father loves another, and then the mother loves another, and a family where the children are fighting one another is a terrible start. The father loving one child, the mother is loving another, and then the children are fighting one another right before they, be, they came out. Even as they were coming out, they were fighting one another. The worst thing that can ever happen in a family is when children are fighting one another. The worst thing that can ever happen in a family is when there is segregation. The father has a set of children that he loves. The mother has a set of children that she loves. Such a family is a divided family. And any family that is divided against itself cannot stand. That was the starting point of, Jacob's, uh, of Isaac's family when children began to come. 
a pray father, a pray mother, and as children are coming, now they start taking side. Let's continue a bit. Verse 29. Once when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country famished. He said to Jacob, quick, let me have some red stew. I am famished. <clears throat> what was he saying? I am dying of hunger. He had gone out hunting. And while Jacob remained behind, Jacob was cooking. And a family where one person cooks, the food ought to be shared together. But that is not the case in this family. Jacob replied, the brother of Jacob says, I am extremely hungry. I am dying of hunger. What did Jacob say? Jacob said, first, sell me your birthright. <clears throat> if I will give you food, you must first sell me your birthright. If I will help you, you must pay for it. Jacob wanted payment in order to give his brother food. That's what a divided family is. Isaac loved the son Esau again because of food. Jacob wanted to help and give food to the brother if only the brother will sell his birthright. Because he came out first. Jacob did not want him to come out first. And Jacob knew that there were, that there were privileges that were associated with the firstborn. And Jacob said, today I have a chance. I have a chance. Sell me your birthright. Agree that from today you will say that I am the firstborn. And that from today, all the privileges that are associated with the firstborn will no longer be yours. They will be mine. It looks such a simple thing to Esau. Verse 31 or 32. Look, I am about to die. Esau said, what good is the birthright to me? The painful thing here is exactly what is going on in many family. Children cannot help one another. Children cannot stand with one another. Irrespective of what their brother or their sister are going through, they don't care as if they will not benefit, they will not help because they come from a divided family. A family where the mother is on his own side, the father on his own, uh, the mother on her own side, the father on his own side, a family where the mother loves certain children and hates others or neutral towards others. And a family where the father loves some or is neutral towards some. That is the seed of division. And that's why we ruin that family. If not today, the descendant of such a family we suffer and the children know it and the children are seeing it and the children are seeing what is happening among the parents between the parents this one cooks the food and says it is my food it was Jacob's food according to Jacob it was his food and therefore what Esau bring back from the field was his own it is the responsibility of the parent to teach the children to know that they are one. And the, children, the parent do not teach the children verbally. The parent teach the children by their lives. 
When the parents are already segregating, whether you like it or not, the children will fight one another. The children will see one another as strangers. The children will cook their food. It is their food. It is their, bed, their space. It is their toil. It is their this. And such children tomorrow will never have eyes that are open to stand to help their brothers. And if a child cannot help the blood brother, what good can such a child do to any society? Because charity always begins at home. So Esau told Jacob, I am about to die. What good is the birthright to me? Verse 33, but Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. A family where children take advantage of one another. A family where children cannot help one another. A family where children are fighting one another. A family where children are constantly quarreling with one another. A family where children are looking for opportunity to damage the image of one another. This one will go to the father and report this. Then this one will go to the mother and report this because the children have not been brought up to know that they are one. They came from one source and for a purpose. On this day, Esau sold his birthright. Let's see who this Esau was. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, The book of Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 16. We can actually start from verse 14. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the, see the Lord. Verse 15, see to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Verse 16, see that no one is sexually immoral or is godly like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance right as the oldest son. Esau, that no one is sexually immoral or is Godless like Esau. Esau was godless. Esau did not value his birthright like many people today. They do not value that which God has given to them. They don't value their relationship with God. They don't value their salvation. They don't value their work with God. They don't value the service of God. That's what godlessness is. Esau had the grace to be born fast, and Esau was destined for height. Esau was destined to inherit the double portion, and Esau despised his birthright. Esau was godless. Esau treated that which was holy as profane, as useless, like many people today who are treating their salvation as if it is something useless. They are godless, they are immoral like Esau. Esau was indisciplined with his mouth. He was indisciplined with his mouth. Esau was not a child that had been taught to be disciplined. Esau was not a child that knew that when you are hungry, the hunger will soon pass away. You will not die because of hunger. And therefore, do not steal because of hunger. Esau was not a child that had been trained to be disciplined. That says, when I'm having sexual passion, I should not just go to sleep with anyone. Esau knew that 
Whatever passion you have, satisfy your passion. And that's what the life of indiscipline is. Esau is like a compromising believer who does not value his salvation. He will give away his salvation for the sake of relationships. He will give away his salvation for the sake of money. He will abandon his salvation just for the sake of a job. He will abandon his salvation just because somebody tells him, I I love you, I want to marry you. Or tells her, I want to marry you. He will abandon your salvation for the sake of marriage. You abandon that which was portrayed with the blood of Jesus Christ. That's exactly as how despised godly thing, despised the grace of God that was given to him. Esau was ungodly, and the Bible said, do not let anyone be immoral or ungodly like Esau was. An indisciplined person who does not know how to say no, you will not die. This passion will not kill you. Esau was an indisciplined child, so that if no matter how much money you get Esau, Esau would despise it for the sake of a tiny loaf of bread. Are you such a compromising believer? Are you a believer that can abandon your salvation for the sake of a job somewhere? Are you a believer who for the sake of money you can compromise your relationship with God? Are you such an indisciplined believer? The Bible says you are like Esau who despised his birthright. He despised that which was going to promote him tomorrow. He despised that which was destined to be a sort of blessing to him. That moment when you are going through that difficulties, watch out. You can lose everything and you can actually lose your future just because you are not disciplined. You do not have the capacity to say, no, I will not die. This temptation will not kill me. This scarcity, this difficulty will not ruin my life. I will stand firm irrespective of what I am going through. Esa was not trained to be disciplined. Children still because they are indisciplined. Adults go to work and then start taking bribe, cannot maintain their integrity because they are not being trained in the act of discipline. The power to say no. The root cause of sin is an indisciplined life. The inability to say no to your body, to your soul, in order to obey your spirit. So Esau was godless, indisciplined. Let's go back to the book of Genesis. So we have seen that none of us should copy the way of Esau. Don't say you must eat now, you must eat now, you must do this now. And that's what temptation is. I must sleep with the girl. I must sleep with the girl now. I must sleep with the boy now. If you don't sleep, you will not die. If you don't commit that immorality, you will not die. That passion, that passion, that passion that finally ruins you because you are indisciplined. Back to Genesis. We are looking at the tragedy of a divided family. God has spoken very, very clearly to Rebekah what Jacob was going to become. A pray father, a pray mother, but we do not see the two of them praying together and therefore the father does not know what God has said concerning this child. The father loved his food. And because Esau was bringing what he loved, he loved Esau, not for the sake of Esau, but for the sake of food. Genesis chapter 25, we continue. 
Jacob replied, first sell me your birthright. Verse 34, then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentils too. He ate, drank, and got up and left. He ate, he drank, got up, left. He has sold treasure for the sake of a piece of bread. And he did not know what that meant. That act of compromise will meet you tomorrow. It may be very little, but tomorrow you encounter it. Where you thought that if you don't do this now, if you don't do this now, if you don't do this now, you will die and you did it and you discover that you benefited nothing and that's exactly what happened in the Garden of Eden. When man saw, if saw, that that, that fruit was wise, that, that that fruit was good, thought that if she ate, she would just become wise and become like God. She ate and she did not become like God. Compromise your relationship with God for the sake of anything, you have lost everything. Compromise your relationship with God. Become indisciplined. Compromise your relationship with God for the sake of anything. You have lost everything. It is a deception. So the Bible says, so Esau despised his birthright. Esau despised his birthright. What have you despised? What is it that God gave you and you despised? Have you trained, build your children to value their relationship with God? To value God more than anything? The Bible says, what can a man give in exchange for his soul? The salvation of your soul and your relationship with God is far more important than anything. No amount of money can buy your relationship with God. Unfortunately, many backslide in order to have money. And after they have had the money, they will never know joy. They have abandoned the one thing that brought them joy. Brought them inner rest. They have abandoned God. They have abandoned their salvation. Chapter 27. From verse 1. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his oldest son, and said to him, My son, here I am, he answered. Isaac said, I am now an old man and don't know the day of my death. Now then, get your weapons, your quiver and bow, and go out to the open country to hunt for some wild game for me. Prepare me the kind of tasty food I like, and bring it to me to eat, so that I may give you my blessing before I die. This is a father about to die, and he said, I cannot give you my blessing until I eat food. You have to pay for the blessings. What a family. Go, bring me food, I eat. When I'm happy, I bless you. Something had gone wrong. A father is asking for a child to bring him food. And if you bring me food, when I eat, after I have eaten, then I will bless you, then I will die. And supposing the child went looking for game, looking for food, and by the time he came back, well, you have died. Verse 5. Now Rebekah was listening to Isaac. Listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When, if you see here, they say Rebekah and Isaac spoke to his son Esau. The son was Isaac's own. It is not their son Esau. A divided family. Esau belonged to Isaac. Jacob belonged to Rebekah. When Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her son, I wanted to get here her son Jacob. 
Esau is called uh, 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 Isaac's son. Jacob is called her son, Rebecca's son. That's what a divided family is. It is our son. It is our daughter. A divided family, Esau is the son of, of Isaac. Jacob is the son of Rebecca. And as a result of that, the father is looking for opportunity for Esau. The mother is looking for opportunity for Isaac, for, for Jacob. Instead of the two of them sitting down and asking, what has God said for these children? A carnal family. A family that cannot sit down and ask what is God, what has God said? A, a family where each person has taken side. Unfortunately, they have not taken side with God. Rebecca said to her son Jacob, Look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, Bring me some game and prepare some tasty food to eat. So that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now, my son, listen carefully and do what I tell you. <clears throat> Go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goat so I can prepare some tasty food for your father just the way he likes it. Then he will give, then take it to your father to eat so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. Rebecca is now equally doing everything in order that the blessing that Jacob, uh, 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 Isaac, wanted to give to, uh, to Esau come to Jacob. Uh, Isaac wants to bless uh, 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 Esau. Rebecca wants Jacob to be the one blessed. They have not sat down to ask, can we pray to know whom God wants to bless? Each of them prayed alone. And now we see the entire family, my son, you are son. Blessing for my son, blessing for my own son. The food is mine, you pay me before I give you food. You sell me your birthright. You sin against God before I can give you food. It's a terrible thing to come from a family that is divided. A family that cannot sit together and ask what is God saying. A family that cannot say, this child is the one that needs this now, not this child. And therefore, both parents agree that this child needs this because God, that's what God wants. A family where the mother and the father, they are not praying together. Each person knows what God has told him or told her. And the two of them don't sit down to say, let both of us hear what God is saying so that we can lead the children in the right direction, in the same direction, a family divided. And this family produced generation that was constantly at war with one another. Constantly having problems, hostility towards one another because of the life of the parent. Children should be raised up to know they are one. Children should be raised up to be one. Children should be raised up to care for one another. Children should be raised up not to be competing with one another, but to complement one another. Children should be raised up to know what your brother has is yours. Children should be raised up to care for one another. So on this day, Esau is in the field looking for game to bring to the father and the mother manipulated. Jacob went, brought a young goat, they slaughtered it, prepared very fast and he took it to the father very fast ever before Esau came back. Let's continue. 
Verse 11, Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, But my mother Esau is a hairy man, and I'm a man, a man of smooth skin. What if my father touches me? I will appear to be tricking him, and will bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. Jacob said, if I tell a lie, if my father catches, discover that I am deceiving him, he will curse me and instead of blessing me. His mother said to him, my son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say. Go and get them for me. A mother doing everything to teach the child deception, lies telling. <clears throat> She knew what God wanted, but the works of God, what God wants, you can never get it through deception. When you get it through deception, you bring a problem upon yourself. She manipulated. And there are many parents who have taught children how to tell lies. You get a father in a room and telling a child, if anybody comes, Tell the person that I'm not around. What are you doing to your child? You are teaching a child in falsehood, training a child how to tell lies. When that child grows up, how will that child ever be able to abandon falsehood? You have ruined the life of that child. You have a, have a mother telling a, a, a child, if your father come and ask, who did this? Say, you don't know. What are you doing to your children? You are training your children in sin. Instead of training your children in the way they should go, so that when they grow up, they will not depart from it. That is what... The mother is doing to Jacob by reinforcing that name, Jacob, deceiver. She, instead of trying to transform the child that was named a deceiver, she's trying to train the child in the act of deception. So he went and did it. She prepared the food. Verse 18. He went to his father and said, my father, yes, my son. He answered, who is it? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. She is lying. And the mother knows that the child is lying. A divided family will be full of lies telling. The mother is doing everything to cover the falsehood, the error of the child, the children she loves, and the father doing everything equally to cover through lies telling. And such a family, God will depart from it. A child does something that is wrong, and the mother is telling lies. A child does something that is wrong, and the father is covering it. And the children know it, that their, their sins are being covered by the parent because that this particular parent seemed to love him or love her. And as a result of that, that child will grow up covering sin. That child will hardly ever know repentance. Is that what your, your family is? A divided family that has all sorts of sin being covered up in the home because you want to cover the person you love the most. And as a result of that, God will depart from that home. So Jacob goes and says, I am your, I am, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. That's a lie. Please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. Isaac asked him, how did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God gave me success, putting the name of the Lord in a lie falsehood and adding God's name in it. Then Isaac said, come near so I can touch you, my son, I, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. Whether you are really my son Esau or not. Jacob went close to his father Isaac who touched him and said, the voice is the voice of Jacob. But the hands are the hands of Esau. A total mixture. The voice of Jacob and the hand of Esau. Is that how your family, what your family has become? 
The voice belongs to another person. The hand belongs to another person. A family that is a total mixture because of falsehood. A divided family is a family that is full of falsehood. A family full of covering of sin. A family full of deception. A family full of hatred. A family full of bitterness. And a family that will have a lot of problem with the descendant tomorrow. A family that even the father is confused. The voice belongs to one person. And the hand belongs to one person. This Isaac who could talk to God cannot pray and say, God, what is the problem? How come that the voice belongs to one person and the hand belongs to one person? Talk to me. Tell me. This Rebecca who started by inquiring from God had become as a result of division in the family a backslidden Rebecca who is full of lies telling because a person who gives himself to lies telling, when you inquire you will not hear the voice of God the only voice you will hear is coming to you, you are a liar when there is sin, you go to inquire from God, you will not hear the voice of God, the only voice you will hear is pointing your sin to you are you really my son? He asked. I am, he replied. A number of times, lies, lies, lies. And each time you tell a lie, it is distorting your character, distorting your character, distorting your character. The mother had helped the child to distort his character. And you are never the same. Then he said, my son, bring me some of your game to eat so that I may give you my blessing. Jacob brought it to him. He ate. And he brought some wine and he drank. Then, Je then his father Isaac said to him, Come near my son and kiss me. So he went and he kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him. Isaac blessed Jacob, thinking he is blessing Esau. How often have you deceived your parent? How often have you deceived so that your parents actually think that what you have said is true? When you deceive your parents, you sin against God. You are going somewhere, you tell your parents you are going some other place else. What have you done? You ruin your life by living in such deception because God departs from you. After Isaac had blessed, after Isaac finished blessing him, and Jacob has scarcely left his, his father's presence, his brother Esau came in from hunting. He prepared the food and equally came back to Isaac. He said to Isaac, his father Isaac, sit up and eat some of the game so that you may give me your blessing. His father asked him, Who are you? I am your son, he said. You are firstborn son. Isaac trembled violently. Isaac trembled violently. Who is it then that haunted game and brought it to me? I ate it just before you came and blessed him. And indeed he is blessed. When Esau heard this, heard his father's word, he burst out with loud and bitter cry. And said to his father, bless me too, me too, my father. Listen, he sold his birthright. And now he misses the blessings. Your act will one day find you out. He may look very minor, but he has lost the blessing that was to come with the birthright. He cried, but the blessing could not come. But he said, your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. Esau said, isn't he rightly called Jacob? He had deceived me these two times. That's what 
a, a divided family is. Deception, deception. Children cannot be true to one another. Children cannot be true to parents. Parents cannot be true to children. A family, people stay together. You cannot know one another. A family, people stay together. There are a lot of cover up. A family where people stay together, they all look like strangers because they are divided falsehood, hidden things from one another. That was a family of Jacob, of, of Isaac. Isaac said, answered him, I, I have made him Lord over you. And that's exactly what Jacob was to be, but he was not supposed to be through deception. Verse 38, Esau said to his father, No, sorry, verse 41. Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. He had bitterness, a grudge against his brother. And he told himself, the days of the morning for my father are near, then I will kill my brother. A divided family because the father and the mother did not know harmony. They were not joined together. They could not pray together. They could not plan the future of the children together. Here the children are holding grudges against one another and even planning one day to kill one another. And many of the killings you have in families is tied to the grudges that brothers have borne against one another. So Esau held a grudge on his heart against uh, Jacob. Esau held a grudge on his heart. And this grudge continued. When the children of Israel left Egypt, when they reached a place called Rephidim, after hundreds of years in Egypt, the descendant of Esau, the Amalekite, saw them and just started fighting them for no reason. The bitterness of the father had transferred from one generation to the other. This divided family will continue from one generation to the other. So the Amalekites are fighting, fighting the Israelites. Fighting the descendant of Jacob because of this bitterness that has remained for about 500, over 500 years. Is that what you are planning for your children? In the book of Obadiah, chapter 1, we read from verse 10. Because of the violence against your brother Jacob, we are li listening here to uh, talking about the Edomites. They violent against your brother Jacob. You will be covered with shame and you will be destroyed forever. On the day you stood alone while stranger carried off his wealth. The enemy came and attacked the descendant of Jacob. And the descendant of Esau were just watching and they were actually excited. They were happy that their brother were being attacked. Foreigner enter his gate. Verse 12, you should not look down on your brother in the days of his misfortune. A divided family, tomorrow the brother will look down. The brother will cover their eyes when their own brother are having one form of misfortune or the other. They were excited. In another place, they actually stood on a crossroad. When the, the, the pregnant women were coming, they would pierce the stomach of the pregnant women. They would take the children and dash them to the wall. The bitterness that had been sown as a result of this fighting that started in the womb had continued. What was the real problem? The real problem was the problem of the parent. The parent did not succeed to bring the children together. The parents did not succeed to pray together to know what God is saying. The seed you plant through your division will one day be harvested. The seed, this division in your home, there is a seed that has been planted. 
Children are always quarreling. And sometimes when they quarrel, because you prefer a particular child to the other, you come and beat the, the other child. When something is missing, even though a particular child is not the one who has taken it, because you love another child more than other, you always falsely accuse one. You don't know that you are planting a seed in your family, and that seed will germinate, it will grow, and one day bitterness, grudges, and murder in your family. What are we learning here? A pray man, a pray woman, should not just end up, I pray, you pray, we pray together and plan how to raise up the children together. We do not take side. Parents don't take side. Parents don't choose which child to love. Parents don't pull, you pull one child and push away another. You begin to accuse one child and cover off the fault of another. You are planting a seed that one day will destroy your family. Unfortunately, that is what Jacob, that's what Isaac and Rebecca, they planted. And finally, it was harvested in the life of their descendant. It was not harvested immediately. Definitely Esau planned to kill Jacob. And Jacob ran away. And for some time was separated, and she, he never met the mother again. Do not sow division. Do everything. Get the children united. Do everything. Get the children learn to care for one another. Do everything. Let the children know that they are all special to all of you. Let the children know they are special to God. And let the children know that each of them have something that God created them for and they should labor to accomplish it. Let each of them know when you make a gift to this one, your own time will come and you receive your own gift. What you need, you will be given. And when you have been, you have been given, it is not because you are too special and the other person is not special. You are needy at this particular time. Do not destroy your family by preferences. Do not destroy your family by covering the fault of one child. Do not destroy your family by putting blame on a particular child. Do not destroy your family by closing your eyes. When the children are fighting, sit them down, teach them to know they are brothers, they are sisters. They should protect one another and not destroy the life of one another. They belong to one another and they can work together. The tragedy of a divided family. It took long before Jacob was rescued. But Esau was never rescued because Esau was an indisciplined person and chose his own pathway. In fact, he married all sorts of foreign women. He didn't care what the parents were thinking about and went astray. Jacob, in spite his fault, got plucked into gold. And followed the instructions, the advice of the mother, the advice of the father, and finally found himself in the purposes of God. Raise up children to be united and not fighting one another. And the only way you can do it is the two of you be one. The two of you pray together. The two of you plan together and let the children see a united couple and they themselves will become united. Jacob and Esau, the tragedy of a divided family. May God bless you.